Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There are levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, y'all. Hey, friends. We're back at it again. Yes. It's good week. evening. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to be doing homework. But, well, it's not happening. I mean, it's not due until next week. I got oh, well, then you're doing fine. You're right. early. The night before is when it's due. Correct. <laughs> as long as you get it done next Tuesday, you'll be okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do anybody have any wine? Um, I have some cider. We're gonna have to get our lives together, y'all. Um, about this <laughs> wine because it has been too much dealer's choice and water. And I'm not yes, mad about the water because uh, thank. I'm glad we're on some sort of good journey to <laughs> hydrate out here. We're gonna have to start getting more strategic about these wines. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go searching. We have to re-coordinate our um, our options around here, okay, I, but I got some. Back on our feet. Yeah, yeah, uh, I got some black cherry cider to sip on because oh. I'm gonna need a little alcohol with the topic that we're discussing today. Oh. Yes, <laughs> I am. I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm oh scared, Sheila. I'm very scared. <laughs> Monique, you got anything? No, but I do want to like make mention of when we tried the sake. Like, do y'all oh, yeah. remember how horrible that was? So mm-hmm. I went to a Japanese restaurant yesterday, and I was like, we definitely have to try this again. Because the way that people were drinking, I was like, yeah. we must have tried <laughs> the wrong one. Yeah, I think we had limited options when we went. And it's always yeah. good at the Japanese, at the, at the hibachi place, but it's not, right. our experience was not good. But I always yeah. get hot sake or like flavored sake usually. Mm-hmm. So I know there's some good flavored ones. It's um, we, We're going to have to go to a total wine because i think they carry more of them mm-hmm. or you're gonna have to find your local asian grocery because they may carry it too yeah it wasn't high for sure i saw that but uh i'd be willing to try it again so maybe okay. that's where we else pick up from yeah okay. yeah that sounds good to me all right well i got water juice. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded so sad when you said that it's fine well, we have a guest today. Yes. A return guest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back. Yes. We have Michelle with us. If I didn't love you guys, I would not do this oh. again. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know who I am? Yeah, but I'm inter- nobody's going to see you. Who's going to see you? You know, I might get popular and they go all the way back. Well, Sheila, anybody <laughs> would be lucky to see your gorgeous face talking about the things you are an expert in, ma'am. Right. So I hope so. You keep speaking that out into the world, ma'am. I hope that's what happens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody got to pay these Riverside fees. Correct. Because I didn't. <laughs> well... 
Um, so we brought Michelle on today to talk about uh, motherhood. Mm-hmm. 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 So apparently we're uh, all three of us uh, at this stage of um, getting close to uh, geriatric pregnancy. Dear God. Because <laughs> we out here living our lives and, you know, a lot of times career comes first and I guess family comes second, I guess, for this generation, maybe. Well, you I can't be know. having no baby with just anybody. This is tracked. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. And when daycare is $1,200 a week. Girl. We, don't, we didn't talk about that too. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's so many factors to this. <laughs> yeah. That's a mortgage. That's right. Honey. A week. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> right. Can't wait for them to go on to, to the schoolhouse. <laughs> Just get on the bus for free and go on now. I'll see you later. I mean, at that point, I should have some equity inside of the daycare. <laughs> <laughs> a stock or something. Huh? I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, um, Michelle has uh ha- she has one daughter, Callie, and she had Callie at forty. So she is definitely considered a, having a geriatric pregnancy, but we love Callie, and yeah. it was, and we know well. I know that it was kind of a hard road for her to get to where she could, you know, have a kid, and what she did in order to have Callie, which is very difficult as well. So, um, I guess we can start i guess mo you could do you want to start with your questions first um my sister does well michelle is my sister but she does have pcos i know mo mentioned that as well um when we were talking about the topic so i don't know if mo maybe have a question yeah you can start with your journey michelle and then we can jump to the questions because i think like most of our audience is black women, so they will definitely be able to relate. So let's give them the backstory. Okay. Well, um, I found out that I had PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, in my early 20s. Um, prior to that, I would go months without a cycle. I think the longest I've gone, I went was maybe six or seven months. Um, and although I was happy because I hated periods, um, it was not normal. So um, when I got it checked out, um, and there's other factors. You can't, just because you have abnormal cycles, that doesn't always mean you have PCOS. So some of the symptoms are, of course, the um, amenorrhea, which is the um, absence of a cycle. Also, you may have hair where you don't want it, like your face or your belly button, wherever you don't want it to probably is is where it can come with PCOS. Um, Difficulty with weight loss, um, that's another thing with PCOS. Sometimes you go through moments of fatigue, uh, depression. Sometimes you don't know exactly why at times. Um, so when I was diagnosed, um, 
And blood work can also help with that as well. Um, when I was diagnosed, I was just given some pills and get your period regular and there you go. So I did not really understand it. So I'm thinking, okay, so this is going to fix the issue. And the pills just make your cycle come on. Um, cause it's not good to go long periods of time without a cycle. You don't want your uterine lining to get too thick, can increase your chances of uterine cancer, those kind of things. So thinking everything's cool i've been on i was on pills for like years maybe five maybe mm -hmm. five years maybe <clears throat> so i was not thinking about having kids i had the mindset that i did not want kids actually which which if anyone knows me would think it's a surprise because i i just didn't didn't see the, the need <laughs> I wasn't that kind. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a mothery mother. I'm not that kind of person. You know, when I see a a baby, I don't like. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! I'm just not that person. Right, right. I love babies, but I'm. You know how some people yeah, are just that person. That's the that never be me. So I was in graduate school. I was twenty nine, going on thirty. Um almost finished and I said you know what I think I might want a kid so here we go we all know what it takes to have a baby so we're gonna skip that part <laughs> oh, all right and so in order to be diagnosed as being infertile you have to go a whole year without being able to conceive so that's how long it took. Took a whole year. So I went to my OBGYN, kind of explained the situation. Um, he knows about my PCOS. Um, and he put me on metformin. Because it's hard to to plan a pregnancy. How are you going to get pregnant when you don't know when you're going to ovulate? And with PCOS, you don't always know when you're going to ovulate because it may be months. It's not like that clockwork thing, you know, how some people know on 12 or 14 days. Okay, we got it. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. We got to do this. Come on. So the the metformin did help. Um, it helped me to get a cycle. It helped my cycle to be regular. Um, and we did everything. I'm one of those people who got to read everything, I, I, I research everything. That's just how I am. That's just what I am. So um, I bought the over-the-counter kits for the ovulation, you know, kind of try to predict that. Um, also the pregnancy tests, those kind of things. And just didn't happen. Just wasn't happening. So he put me on um, medication. Um, kind of like Clomid um, to kind of get my get my eggs to produce. And sometimes it can get your eggs to produce a lot. So that's how sometimes people have like multiple babies and all that kind of stuff. So we did that um, for a while and that didn't work either. So then he uh, referred me to a fertility endocrinologist who specializes in getting you hopefully helping you to get pregnant 
So infertility may not always be you. It may be your spouse or your significant other. So they have to be tested too. So they gave him a cup, told him to go in this room, here's some magazines, get to it, bring the cup back. And then they test the sperm, which was very difficult for him. It was very uncomfortable. Oh my goodness, the journey. (laughs) (laughs) So he was fine. So that means I'm thinking, okay, my thing is me. Which gives you all kind of feelings Mm -hmm. because it's you. Not that it's something you can't help. Can't help that. But anyway, so he gave us options. He told us about. um, intrauterine um, or and also IVF we could do that um, there's no guarantee I mean we talked to other people and some people had tried doing that and it still didn't work and there are some people I've talked to and it did take so you just have to kind of decide if that's what you want to do and plus it's, it is not cheap it is expensive so you got to be willing to to want to do that, whether it happens or not. So we decided to take a break for a while. And we did that. And then I started having these symptoms and I didn't think I was pregnant because, like I said, I can go months without a period. So just because I don't have a period, I wasn't thinking I was pregnant. Um, so when I had these symptoms, I finally just did a pregnancy test. And the test was positive. So when I went to my doctor, I was about three going on four months. So we were excited. We were happy. Uh, but uh, my water broke and I miscarried. Now, not miscarried. My water broke. And I ended up going into labor. And the baby was not old enough the lungs weren't developed enough um for them to actually consider putting him in icu just by a couple of weeks so that was a hard process because your mind is like what if this never happens again what if this was just a fluke it happened one time it don't happen no more and you know so i when i was in the hospital and when this was going on and it was labor pains. It, it was, you know, you go through whatever, still the contractions and all. So when I had the baby, uh, the nurse asked me, did I want to see the baby? And I said, I don't think so. I don't think I want to see the baby. So she said, come on, let's just look at him. Just look at the baby. It's a baby boy. Just look at the baby. So I did look at the baby. The baby was like maybe about the size of my home right there not very big she had him wrapped up in a little blanket there was he was developed enough where you could see he was a baby um but you know no skin none of that kind of thing you know but but you could see he was a baby so i held the baby my husband held the baby um at that time um his mom came up my aunt Nessa came up, and a couple more people came up, and um, looked at the baby. You think I had a baby, like a, a full-term baby, the way you know. So they took the baby, and she asked me, "Did we want to bury the baby?" So.
So we decided we would. And um, we called, my husband called the funeral home that we used and he came and got the baby. And what they did, which um, in hindsight, which was great, was uh, they took a picture. Different, they took pictures of the baby in this blanket. And um, a book came along with it as well that um, I should have thought about it. I'd have had the, the box because I still have the box. Um, that kind of talks about the losses. Some have miscarriages. Some have, well, you know, stillbirths. Some have full-term babies that didn't make it. It was just stories of different women. And it was wrapped in this beautiful little ribbon. And so when I got home, I looked in, looked at it. And um, I got a lot of cards and well wishes. So I put everything in that box. So around his birthday, I'll, I'll go to my special place and open the box and read the cards and look at the pictures and just go from there. So we named the baby Lee and we had a little... Um, graveside for Lee and um, we still do flowers all that so went through a depressive period very depressive period. Um, was not easy uh, taking it day by day but long story short got past that I don't think you ever get over it because if you tell it enough there's sometimes where I tell it and it's just like it happened and I'll still and I'll cry. Today I'm good, but some days, you know, just depends. Um, you never kind of get over that. Um, now, focus on getting this baby because we had one. So I know we can get another one. So we're trying. <clears throat> and it's been a year. Nothing's happening. And we're trying to the point where my husband is literally running away from me. <laughs> Surely not. Come on, you got the time and do this and your legs, you know, all that stuff they claim to do. They claim to do. So then you get all this advice and people are saying, well, maybe you guys need to just stop. Just don't stress out about it. Just leave it alone. Don't worry about it. Which is easier said than done. Um, so I asked him, I said, are you, would you be okay if you don't have kids? Are you okay? He said, well, you said you weren't going to have none anyway, so I'll be okay with that. We'd be okay with that. So we kind of decided we were going to chill. And um, it took about four years. And then I was pregnant. And... um. Pregnancy was okay. I just was like Joanna said, that geriatric um, pregnancy. And um, I, can't, I remember the first time I saw that on my um, on my checkout sheet. And I'm like, what? Right. geriatric? Okay. Sheila, I am <laughs> offended by this word. I don't like this. <laughs> I, I, I'm here to tell you right now, I am offended. Okay? Geriatric? Where, bitch? Not <laughs> Surely not you, not now, and I'm I'm certain not then. That is just rude. I need for them to come well, up with better wording because I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, I did not like it either. I didn't feel geriatric, <laughs> but I was. 
So for those who may not know, the eggs you are born with are the eggs you have. You do not produce any new eggs. Those are your eggs. Those huh? little, if you that little baby, that baby niece you have, that ride, you know, that mm-hmm. loves to play with you, she has those set of eggs in her ovaries. And when they're ready, it happens. But she don't, you don't get any more. So those eggs get older. They mature. Wow. And okay. the older they get, the the quality decreases. So you may have some good ones in there, but you might have a little more not so good ones. So that's why when you're 35, they want to do certain tests, different things. Um, I did have to go to a, um, a another doctor, um, I think twice a, twice a month. Uh, because I was high risk. Um, I was, um, I think my fourth month of my pregnancy, I was maybe my fifth or fifth month. I was on bed rest because I had, uh, an incompetent cervix. So they just, they determined that's why I had my baby early because my cervix was incompetent and could not hold the baby. So I had to have a surgery where they stitch the cervix, stitch it tight so it doesn't open up. And um, was on bed rest, full bed rest, which is very hard. It was very hard. Um, I remember um, the doctor was telling me, you know, to, she didn't want me up for no more than maybe an hour, hour and a half a day. She said, spend it like, spend it like money. She said, so use some of your money this time of the day, some of your money this time of the day, some of your money this time of the day. And of course, I was already scared because I lost Lee. So whatever she say, I'm going to do, which was very depressing. Um, But I had good support and my mother-in-law, she bring meals, um, people come visit all that kind of stuff. So it it went through. I remember, um, I think I was 38 weeks and I went and I said, can we please have this baby early? Cause I'm tired of having this baby. <laughs> <Ready to> move around. <laughs> I said, she's 38 weeks now. So can we please have this baby early? So anyway, no, oh. we didn't have the baby. <laughs> no, they was gonna comply with your request. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I ended up having a C-section because of the, yeah. the risk, possible risks, and then that was fine with me because, like I said, I had labor with the first one, and being a mother, having a baby is—we're strong women because that labor is no joke. But you get through it and you do well. And and then we have medicines, you know, everybody does not. So anyway, had the C-section, you know, they do a little uh, uh, spinal block so you don't feel anything when they are doing it. So we had our baby, excited, um, bringing her home. And I could not sleep when she slept. Because I worried about stuff like 
you know, sudden infant death syndrome. What if I sleep and I wake up and she doesn't wake up? Um, so I really ended up having some postpartum depression um, that I did not really tell people about. But for anyone else, you really should tell people. You should tell your provider. Because um, I was scared. I was scared to sleep. Didn't eat that much. Um, I lost a bunch of weight. Um, so we got through that. Um, and, um, now I'm trying to mother, <laughs> trying to be a mother. <laughs> um, and, and just cause you're 40 and just cause I'm a, I'm a nurse practitioner, I, I don't know how to be a mother. I mean, you know, that, that's something that, that, you know, you have to learn and you ha you need others around you to help you, um, to teach you. So I went through that process. So I'm going to stop right there in case you guys want questions or go a little farther with it. Do we have questions is not the question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what question to ask first is the question. Um, so, oh my gosh, first of all, we, I think this is the first time that Constance and I have heard your story. Yeah. At least. Yeah. We didn't know that. We, I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't know. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, speechless because you are strong. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and telling that without shedding a tear. So thank you for that encouragement that if our future days look like that, you know, we know that someone else close by made it through that. So we know that we can too. Um, but when we talked, mm -hmm. the, when we brought up the topic, like my first instinct was to go over the fact that my gynecologist told me that I have cysts on my ovaries. And mm -hmm. in my research and pre um, preparing for the episode, I realized that PCOS and ovarian cysts are two totally different like diagnoses, but mm -hmm. I think we get them intertwined. So can you like explain to the people the difference between the two? So now you can have both. You can be have, uh, I had PCOS, but I also had uh, cysts really? on my ovaries. I, had, uh, I didn't know they could coexist. Mm -hmm. had, yeah. Mm. I had cysts on my ovaries um, as well. Um, but, you know, you can have like ovarian cysts, but if it's more, I had more than one. I had the polycystic. Okay. So when mm -hmm. I, and so Google said that like the most significant difference is like one, the, uh, I guess the hormonal imbalance too, and that the ovarian cyst is primarily on the exterior, but then... PCOS mm -hmm. can function the interior of your ovaries. Is that correct? Right. So did your doctor do any uh, lab work or anything in addition to that to determine what? Because you just can't go by that. It's, you have you have other things you, you, you look at as well than just the cyst. So did you have any blood work They done? did do blood work, but I don't think they gave like the results from what that was that made them come to that determination but they did do an ultrasound like an intravaginal one that actually showed mm -hmm. where it was yeah right right so they determined you do not have polycystic ovarian syndrome or you do have don't. polycystic to my knowledge ovaries. don't but i swear you know they say don't go to google when all i check all the boxes yeah. for you know like hair growth and 
extra hormones and stuff. I'm just like, make it make sense. So I can. So, so I have found that, and, and this is because I'm sure there's GYNs that are also with PCOS um, and it may be better now, but at my age, the, the, the treatment was birth control pills. And after that, there's nothing else they could tell you. Um, so it may be better now, but I've found that uh, GYNs are not as great with PCOS as endocrinologists. Mm, okay, that's a good note. So um, you, if you, if you have the symptoms or some of the symptoms, um, I would possibly may talk to your um, primary care provider if you're or your GYN if they'll refer you um, to an endo, so they can do the proper labs to fully determine if you have it or not. Um, GYNs, I've found, wasn't quite as um, enlightened on it as much. Yeah, and I, I'm like you. I, I I was a self-learner. I had to learn stuff. Even even when I was pregnant, when with the first baby, um, he took me off of the metformin. And then when I was pregnant again, I mean, I was doing this research and reading and um, I was reading where you could still be on the metformin during pregnancy. Um, and that actually helps um, with the PCOS. Um, and so I made suggestions. I said, well, you know, what do you think I was reading about this metformin? And my and the doctor I had, he was, and I'm going to tell you, I loved my GYN. When I say I loved him, I loved that man. I really did. Um, cause when I had my miscarriage, he, he came, you know, to our room and he was like, I'm so sorry. And other miscarriages that wasn't the first one, but we've had, we had a couple of more, but it just wasn't as farther along as this one was. You know, other ones were kind of more like a 10, you know, we, you get your period and, you know, so, um, so when I would make suggestions, um, or what do you think about that? Um, you know, he would be like, okay, yeah, we can look into that, um, that kind of thing. And, um, so you just got to kind of like you, like you're doing, be proactive. I've learned with PCOS that, um, the insulin resistance is what caused most of the issues. So that is what affects the cycles being abnormal. So if you can, I try to. Um, I love sweets. I'm just going to tell you. I'm waiting to go get some ice cream right now. Butter Crunch by Bluebell, to be exact. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and tell you I'm, I'm putting it right. But I've learned that if I tried to eat more in line with what a diabetic eats, which is less carbs, less sugars, um, that helps the insulin resistance because you don't have to use as much insulin if you're not doing quite as much of those things. Your body doesn't require as much. Um, the exercise, that also helps because that helps to keep your blood sugar um, lower. And it and it, even with weight loss, if you weight loss to a certain degree can help also as well. So... Um, I found that trying to do those things help. Even when you're not trying to have a, a baby, you know, even when you're just trying to deal with the PCOS. Sometimes you with PCOS you can you can have brain fog, um, different things. Yeah. So so it's it's a lot that can go on. 
Um, even after I had Callie, I still stayed on the metformin um, until I'm, because I don't, I don't need it now. I'm, I'm in another stage of my life now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I cannot. If you love listening to Unestablished, you can support our podcast by going to the link in our bio and buying a wine. That's right, a wine. Buymeacoffee.com allows listeners like you an easy way to say thanks. Plus, it only takes a minute. Your selflessness will assist in improving software and expanding Unestablished, a podcast made with you in mind. Available every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms. Thank you. Um, but it, yeah, so that, that helped me a lot. They helped make sure my cycles were on track. And, and if I didn't do the right thing, like I said, I love sweets. Um, it helped to keep, cause PCOS can lead to diabetes, um, hypertension, cholesterol issues, all that. So the metformin kind of helped to keep it from going into that direction as far as like the diabetes and all that. Yeah, that was something I was going to ask you about because um, a lot of times when people hear the word, like the medication metformin, they are automatically associated with diabetes. And you said that Mm -hmm. you used it for your PCOS specifically. So I guess you kind of answered my question um, because I know that metformin is basically a first line treatment. That's like the first thing they give you for um, diabetes. Mm-hmm. And if I go to the doctor or whatever, I always, you know, because metformin, like you said, they think you're diabetic. I say, no, this is for my PCOS. I just, it's just a spill. Metformin, PCOS. And then they're like, oh, okay. So, because they kind of know. But you just first line think of diabetes for it instead of the PCOS. Was there any specific symptom that improved because you were on the metformin? Uh, my period. Okay. They came early. Yeah, I got those regularly. Um, I'm trying to think because if you don't eat the way you should eat, the metformin is not going to get rid of everything. So you still may have sometimes the brain fog. I notice if I eat a lot of carbs, I felt a certain way. Um, sometimes the depression. Sometimes at PCOS, it can, can kind of cause some, some depression as well. So I think it helped more with the cycles and to, uh, it helped with the insulin resistance some, but um, I don't think it, it was the, it got rid of all the other symptoms. No. Okay. Nope. Um, I wanted to ask a question. I guess it's another medication question, but um, <laughs> so um, I know that me and Constance talked about um, being on birth control. And I know when I went to my GYN maybe last year or the year before, I asked her, I was like, I've been on birth control since like it's been over 10 years at this point. Right. So, you know, is this something that I should discontinue or is there something that I, you know, can keep using? And she was like, basically, there's no scientific evidence that proves that you're going to have any kind of long term effects effects down the line but we also know that birth control has changed in its form 
in the past. So it went from like a high hormone dose. Now they have these low hormone doses. They have these injections. Mm -hmm. um, They have the ring, the patches, all kind of options for you to use. But I guess, I don't know if birth control is still quote unquote new in a sense to where they can't really determine like how it would, how it would affect you. But you did mention like, having to have a period because the thickening of your uterine lining. So I guess my question would mm-hmm. is like, I guess how detrimental that would be to like some people, they never have like a period on their birth control. So is that something that's. So that that's okay. different. Yeah. And the reason why it's different because the birth control keeps the lining from being mm-hmm. thick. It keeps it being that way. Whereas when I wasn't on birth control and my and I wasn't having a period, the lining got thicker. So the birth control does not allow for that to happen. So that that's different. Okay. Yeah, because I was concerned about mm-hmm. that too. Or, and I guess I always wonder. Like, I, I've stopped at cold turkey before, <laughs> and I noticed things. You know. Like the acne that I used to have in high school before I got on, it would come on back. And so I wasn't sure if there's some better way. I don't know if you can even truly wean yourself off of this. Um, as, you know, I don't know if I want to have children because honestly, every story that I hear scares the, the living daylights out of me. Sheila. It really just scares the bejesus out of me. All the things that could go wrong. And we had a conversation about this last week. About my mind goes to the negative thing, honey. <laughs> there's too many things. So it could go wrong with the pregnancy or after you have the baby? Uh, with the pregnancy. Yeah. The or, get, or just being able to get pregnant in general. Because right? I don't know what my hormones are doing. I don't know what my body... I don't know how my body will react to being off birth control after being on it for so long. It's, it's almost like, you know, it, it may not be dependent on it, but how would I know that? Because I haven't really been off of it for a long time. And the last time I got off, I felt off. And I felt like a lot of it was due to like hormonal imbalance or something. And this is me web ending myself because I didn't know what to do. All right. I didn't go back to the old uh, GYN because it was COVID. So I couldn't get in there. Yeah. I was going to say that. So if you, if that is something you want to do and you already know, you know, cause there could be hormonal imbalances, you never know, but that's kind of where you would might need to kind of discuss it. And if you decide you want to be off of it for them to kind of, Check your lab work, check your levels, and just kind of see see where you are. Um, the pills do more. Sometimes they, I mean, yeah, they, they, they keep you from getting pregnant, but they do help with the acne. Yeah. Like you said, they they do help with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for so many years, I appreciate them so much for that. Because, boy, bad will come out of nowhere and just take over your whole face. You can't even focus on nothing else. I'm happy you had something positive happen because I've seen people in high school like they got fatter and yes. they blamed it on like the birth control. So yeah, I guess well, just, it depends on birth control. I mean, yeah, I've okay, seen some okay. girls who was on the pill. Like one girl who was flatter than I was, boobs got huge. I mean, she went from like a B cup, like a barely B cup, to like a, a double E or something. Like tits got oh huge. My goodness. And then another girl who was <laughs> like skinty, but she was getting the depot shot, mm-hmm. swole up. And I mean everything swole up, booty, boobs, stomach, everything got big. I was like, girl, <laughs> now she turned into a new woman. Friend. 
I almost didn't know who she was. I always tell them I, I, I can't tell you what you do because sometimes there are people, like you said, they're skinny and they gain weight. And then there are people who actually lost mm-hmm. weight. Um, there are some people that stay the same. So you can't predict, you know, kind of where where right. you would be. But, you know, if you get to a certain point and you're having a weight gain, I mean, can you give me another option? Right. Is there something else? You know, I, I guess that's why I was so, worried about getting off of it just to see how differently all of them affect people when they get on it it didn't affect me being on it but i don't know what it's going to do when i get off of it <laughs> after so many years but you can't be on it forever though you can't you i can't know that forever. i know i know <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cross correct, that bridge when correct. We get we're not to there it. quite yet but <laughs> i am concerned about you know if i'm trying to get pregnant is there a certain time frame for how long should i possibly need to be off of it in order, I guess, to give myself the best chance at my geriatric pregnancy, because it's gonna be that by the time I come up off of this, <laughs> it's gonna be. So when we just when we decided when that's what I wanted to do, so I, I'm like you, I just stopped. He, I asked my doctor, and he said, "Well, just stop taking it." I was just the pills. Um, you know, there's some birth control you you gotta have it removed, like IUD or or the Nexplanon that kind. Of, um. So I just stopped and I'm like waiting to see what happened. Didn't happen. Now there's other people who stopped and boom, here you go. You're pregnant. There have been, I've known some people who've actually gotten pregnant on the pill, on the depot. So nothing's a hundred percent. No one was no pharmaceutical company will ever tell you 100%. Yes, it's that 99.9. And yes. then one random girl be that 0.1%. Like, I was on the pill. How did I have baby number three? <laughs> but I had a friend who did that happen to. Uh. So you just, you have to you have to kind of... I'm a, Okay, so I'm going to just say this in my older age. um, You have to kind of just see what is best for you. You but you cannot and I know this is easier said than done. And I don't live any of you guys' life. So but you can't let fear stop you from doing what you want to do or you'll never do it. So I'm not saying that's what you want, but if it's something you want to do when that time comes, you don't know how you're gonna do until it happens. You don't know. I, I had no idea what my journey would have been. Now, I, I thought it would have been easier than it was, um, but it was not. But you just don't know. So if I would have stopped at the first one, I wouldn't have had Kelly. So, I mean... She has turned our whole world upside <laughs> yeah, I know it. Facts. I love it. Uh, well, we shall see. Well, the, and it's hard because uh, I think, you know, life is different now for because women, we have so many options. There's so many things we can do career wise family-wise or no family-wise, you know, kids were essential in, in the day because right. you needed help. 
you know, people needed help on their farms and needed help in this and that. And the more kids you had, the more help you had. And now it's kind of like a choice, you know, for some people. It's kind of like a choice. And, and you just kind of decide. But like I said, you got to remember, you're born with the eggs you have. You do not get new ones. So I know Janet had a baby at 50, but everybody, it might not be that way for everybody, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. I do want to comment on the similarities between you and Jawanda when you were telling your story. I was like, <laughs> the girls sound like her sister and they sound like each other. Like, I mean, you look just alike. <laughs> I can't even take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's kind of like where this conversation really started because Jawanda was like, I'm not having no kids. You know, bump them crumb snatches, but I'm like, Jawanda, you gotta have, you have to have a baby, adopt or something. And so we kind of just, you know, rolled from there. So to hear you say that, I'm just like, okay, I can't blame her. It's kind of like, I guess. Don't you say it's it's hereditary. Yeah, (laughs) but it's similar though. I was shocked to hear Uh, she was saying that she she never thought she was going to have cheering. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that checks out. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. My When I was in graduate school, my husband had, was just such a great help. Like, come home. He's waiting up for me. Because I drove all the way to Columbia um, to go to you know school. So sometimes I didn't get home till 12 o'clock. Or he had everything ready, this and that. And I'm like, you know what? This is such a great man. And I can't have one baby for this man. <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I think I think that I, it kind of it'll come if you want. If you want a kid, yeah. you want one, you know. But I'm just saying, don't think you have all the time in the world because biologically yeah. you do not yeah. have all the time in the world. Yeah, you're right. I mean, having a good dude plays a huge factor. I mean, mm-hmm. I... I and no tea or no shade to anybody else who may have did it accidentally or is fine with being not a wife. Um, but that ain't my steezo. I, I ain't what I'm trying to do. Not saying that it always works out when you're married either. But just to be mm-hmm. attached yeah. to a a person of the opposite sex <laughs> because of a child? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not if I'm not willing to be attached to myself and committed to them in a relationship. That's scary to me. And I have a kid too? Absolutely not. No. No. That's scary. Um, I did have another question, but it went away. Somebody else? About, was it about the eggs? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, because we talked once before and I kind of looked at, I looked up prices. Do you know anything about or how common it is for people to freeze their eggs? Because... I mean, I guess it makes total sense now why people do that. If this is all you got, and they just getting older and yeah. older. I thought you get more. Me get too. More. I thought you know, like they were replenish yes. or something. Like, oh. I, yeah, yeah, I I didn't realize they were just st- just stocked up in there, and then they just yeah. go away every month. Now sperm sperm replenishes. And see, that's just hateful. Um, <laughs> So they can go out and do whatever they want. And that's why they can have kids When my little eggs dry up, you just throw me to the wolves? Like, Correct. Wait. Yeah, that's why 75-year-old men have babies by 25-year-old women. 
because they can go and. <laughs> but now let's let's be logic. Would you really want to be pregnant at sixty five no. or seventy? I mean, no, I mean I guess the Lord was looking out. So they, <laughs> so they need, they don't need to be there. I guess that's so God's good. apology for giving it to us in the first place. I mean, right. we have a period. If you could just last to fifty five, I'll take you it. know just last till the change comes, the menopause comes, and you're free. Page your dues, and that's a whole. That's a whole yeah, nother yeah. topic. A whole we ain't there yet, but I don't I don't hear anybody talking bad about it. Unless it's shoved upon them. But um, you know, like forced onto them. But mm-hmm. most people, I, my mama, she lived her best life. She's been waiting on that for a minute. Okay. She could I mean, she, I was like, all right, mama, how long has it been since you had your last one? She's like, girl, it's been eleven months. I'm almost there. <laughs> Like, it was crazy how much I had to check in with her. Because one time, like, legit, she was, like, at 11 months, and that bad boy came on. She was furious. She oh. was so mad. She's like, Christ, I was almost there. God, <laughs> when you know that motherfucker showed up out of nowhere. I'm like, sorry, mama, you get him next time. You get him next time. Maybe next year. <laughs> you got this. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Victory, the part but some of the other things sometimes is it because because if if i make it to to mark i will be my 12 uh, months wait you mean like way, nine days some away so like march first like- huh no. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. we gotta see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do that. I believe in y'all. I believe right. in y'all. Mm-hmm. We gonna yes, pray sir. and hold strong. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my mother thought she was hungover, and I said. What's the symptoms, Ma? And she was like, this, 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 and this. And I'm like, well, I, and I'm hot. I said, well, Ma, maybe it's menopause. And she was like, girl, shut up. And then she <laughs> thought about it all day. And she was like, bitch, yes, I have menopause. But she was excited. She was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> You're free, bro. Right. <laughs> you, get, you get a little? You're free, Psycho, but you are not. You it's like you have symptoms you haven't had for yeah. some women. Like I, I, I have started the patch. I need the patch, and I want the patch. Because sometimes, like the besides the flashes, I like when I wake up in the middle of the night. I am literally mm-hmm. so. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how a gown can get that wet. <laughs> <laughs> How your body pour it out like that? It's amazing. Um, the brain fog at work. Oh God, I have such a good staff because sometimes the, the brain fog. That's a, that was another thing. Um, and the little joint issues. So keep in mind as you your estrogen level drops because every part of your body has estrogen receptors. So as it decreases, then you can sometimes have those symptoms. So. I went last month because she was saying, well, once you go your whole 12 months, um, then we can talk about the patch. Well, I can't wait until <laughs> <laughs> She said it's her patch. She need it now. So, no. yeah, and sometimes emotional. You cry. Some people cry for no reason, don't know what's going on, why you feel the way you feel. So, so the, the period thing is awesome because right. you're sick of that. Especially if 
bad cramps and you, you're in bed and all that. But so the other stuff, you're learning how to um, how to deal with that and what you need to do. So now now that I'm off of this PCOS journey, now I'm reading on this perimenopausal. And, it, and you have these symptoms before your cycle ends. You know, it's just because you don't have to wait till your period ends before you start to have these symptoms. You kind of get them in, in between. But yeah, I, I need I need a I actually, I actually went in there and I said, you know, I don't know what's going on. I really put on a show. Yeah, yes, you put on honey. a show to get that put milk for all it's worth, darling. Okay, the Oscar goes to be ready for your close-up. <laughs> Shoot. She did, and she was saying to wait till... March and I've been doing my I'm like you Monique I'm a reader and the reading said I don't have to be <laughs> to my period. Oh, I'm excited for you nine days away wait no yeah seven it's a short month oh. no it's eight because I mean, it's a leap year oh. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. technically to the actual day so yeah but I'm sorry, I got off all on the menopause. Oh, we do that all the time. We're on- I need to invest in a menopause yeah. nightgown that can absorb. That's all you told me. That's all I heard. That's what I need. <laughs> to see, all those things be happening to me, and that's how I know my period coming. That sweating in the middle of the night, like, be burning up. I got to turn the fan on every night. I start off cold if I want to, but 3 a.m., be sweating. Just can't take it. I'm like, oh, what is going Where's the towel? <laughs> that crying for no reason. I do all that. Everything it's the crying just... for no reason. One month I said one. That was the, January. You know what? I gave in to the period. I said I'm gonna let you do what you're doing because you won. Like I I cried for two days and I said I know what it is, but there's nothing you can do to stop it. So I just gave in. And Kanar came home. He was like, "Baby, you look like something on beat you up." I said, "It is beating me up. It's beating me up." <laughs> It's beating me up right now. It's yeah. the nip. It's the itchy nipples for me. I did not appreciate that either. Itchy. No Have you had the sharp pain go through your chest, your boob? Yes. And it feel like you have electricity going through your nipple. <laughs> <laughs> that static shock through the yes. Nipple. And there's nothing. I was in the car, and all I could do was just grab my breast because I had never oh felt it God. before. And I immediately called like my mom. Attack. No, it was not. It wasn't by the heart. I made sure I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't by the heart, but it was definitely like a sharp, sharp pain. So, Constance, you've had that? Yeah, yeah. Like, it okay. happens randomly. And I'm like, what the is that? It's happening. <laughs> and I also go through that weird stage where like my boobs get bigger for a um, hot minute. Mm-hmm. And then they go back down and I can feel yeah. it. I'm like, oh my God. Because my whole back is just, <laughs> just like. <laughs> I don't know. It always happens when I'm driving. I'm like, please go. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of this car and stretch. Yeah. Jess, just take the bra off, please. Girl. Throw it out the car. But I, throw it out the window. <laughs> throw it anywhere. Anywhere but here. Anywhere but under my shirt, Lord. But I did see a weird like TikTok or Instagram video with some nurse or MP talking about that weird pain. And for some women, it happens near the heart, like on the left side mm-hmm. but she said it's normal she explained it it's actually real normal 
and it's not there's it's no risk to it or anything i don't even remember what the reason was but mm-hmm. i was like Whew, okay well i'm just glad to know i'm not like you know finna have a heart attack in a couple yeah. years and this is a precursor that i need to go to a cardiologist or something what is that? The body trying to clear out the milk ducts or what? What is happening? I, oh my god! It, I wanted to take my titty off, cut it off, and like <laughs> fold it inside out and straighten up whatever the issues was going on in there because I cannot. <laughs> it, it was very hurtful. Very hurtful. Oh lord! Mm-hmm. But my immediate thought, my fear was that it was like something indicator of like breast cancer or something. So yes, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how our minds go to, like, the worst scenarios of these situations when it comes to birth mm-hmm. and, you know, menstrual and all that other stuff. It didn't but, used to. Not with the birth thing. But I've had so many pregnant friends who tell me, like, and they're not even horror stories. It just be some weird stuff. And I'll be like, yo, mu- what is a mucus plug? It fell out? What? Fell out? Right. Fell out? What, what are you talking about, friend? <laughs> Ugh. What you mean you got diabetes, girl? You was fine two weeks ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> you drink two Diet Cokes a day. How you got diabetes? You have a child inside of you. Is it going to go away? Why are we checking your sugar right now? <laughs> it is fourth period. It is, it's just a lot of stuff that could go down. It's a lot of stuff that just scares me. And it's so unknown, girl. Uh, well, well... <clears throat> When you just like my GYN, he said, and you don't think about it because being pregnant and having a healthy baby and a successful pregnancy is more of the norm. But he's he was like, This is for a woman the most dangerous time because you are creating life, and and what the baby wants, the baby gets. So if you don't eat, the baby's going to get what the baby needs and you'll go without. So you got to make sure you get your nourishment, get, get what you need yeah. as well, because they're what your blood supply is using it every, I mean, it's like twice as much. So yeah. being a mother, being pregnant is, is, uh, I don't think we, We'll, I don't know what's the word, but it is not easy. And when you see the pregnant people and they look so cute, waddling and all that, and but you don't realize, you know, is a lot goes on with it. But when you want that child, you re- he don't care. He t- he told me I couldn't have caffeine. Okay, I won't drink no caffeine. Yeah. We had to find. I remember you had to find no. caffeine-free Coke. Mm-hmm. Yes, I found caffeine-free Coke. It's amazing what you discover and what you are willing to go without or what you are willing to pivot with when you got life growing inside you. But I didn't even think about it. I mean, I know they say eat for two, but that's that's wild. I mean, people will make that real yeah. mean, you know, comparison and calling a baby like a parasite. And I know that's not what it is. However, but it's... It's in that in that sense because, like I said, they they're getting it yeah. first, you know, and you get what's left over. So you got to make sure you're eating healthy and doing what you need yeah, to do. That's what I don't think know? I don't understand why people take that lightly at all. Because I mean, you sacrificing from the jump, bro. You sacrificing mm-hmm. everything 
literally, physically, that you are to have a kid and bring life into this world. I don't know how anybody can take this whole, like, lightly at all. That's because you have more normal than you do abnormal. You hardly ever hear about the 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 bad pregnancies as much as you hear more about the. So people think, okay, it's going to come out good. Yeah. It's going to be good, you know. Uh, even though they know they shouldn't smoke. I see pregnant people smoke. Girl, I, I felt like the hardest thing for me was going to be give up alcohol, but I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll fuck it out. Mocktails yeah, you, you, is going to yeah. be on point, good buddy. <laughs> when, when I get to that place, okay? Yeah, You'll be surprised what you can do that you thought you couldn't do. You can, you can. So, uh, then you have that baby. Is let's get to that point. Let's fast <laughs> forward, please, and get to the point of um, just quickly to the point of after having the baby and bringing it home and having to nurture it and teach it and um, you know what does Whitney Houston teach them the things that they need to lead the way? Whatever she said, uh, that point of it because it doesn't mm -hmm. end there so once you become a mother you're always going to be a mother there's always going to be somebody calling you ma I need this ma can you feed me I'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned that you didn't feel like you had that I will, I'm going to call it like the nurturing gene inside of you so do mm -hmm. you feel like you have um, developed that nurturing gene or are you just kind of, uh, I guess like, I don't know what the, there's the word I want to use, but I can't think of it. Kind of like bending to her ways, like adjusting as like you go along, like whatever she is like, you're just kind of going to go with it. Um, I think once I had her, once she came home, um, it just kicks in, it kicked in. Because we bonded. You know, you hear stories about sometimes um, mothers say they can't bond mm -hmm. with their kid and they want to bond, but they can't. And that's rare. But no, we just, I bonded. I bonded with her. Um, I could tell her personality a little bit. Um, it's like her cry. She was just telling me, I want my body now. Right, right. now. You know, it's just the way she cried. You were like, she just was like, give it to me kind of thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. For me, it did. Now, I'm still not that coochie 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 person. <laughs> um, it's not, that's not me. Now, with her, yeah, I, we do, we kiss and hug and all that. She's very affectionate. Too affectionate for my taste. <laughs> so similar. My God. You like this? She wants she wanted like five or ten times a day. I'm like, I didn't kiss you. I kissed like you're the same person. <laughs> Sounds like a story we've heard before. Okay. <laughs> Many a time. <laughs> it's like, so funny. Cause she'll just walk up to you. She'd be like, Aunt Jawanda, I love you. And you just be like, oh, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll pray Simone gonna be like, y'all. Because all that, that little African-American should run up to you. Hug. Okay, get off me. I got to go play. I got stuff to do. She don't linger. Ever. 
And if she do, she tired. Like she's literally legit ready to fall asleep on you. Mm-hmm. But she ain't, she ain't got time for all that. Mm-hmm. Please don't run up on her. She don't. Oh, she will push you away. <laughs> she will push your face. He likes her. Oh my god. He likes it's her. Like that. So she's been able to truly crawl around. She just is not here for all that nonsense. Now that she's mobile. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's strange because we're different. Like I said, she's she's in a. I know she stayed with Jawanda. I don't know which it was. It first time she stayed this summer, and um, she likes to hug and kiss, and Jawanda don't like hugging and kissing. <laughs> so I called my sister and said, "Now my baby likes to hug and kiss, and you're gonna have to give her affection because she needs it." That's just how she is. And she was she was good with it. She's that way. That's crazy. She said, <laughs> but you said she came and turned your world upside down. Yes. She is the exact opposite of the both of you. That's so funny. And y'all and y'all need her. You know you love her hugs yes. and kisses. <laughs> I mean, it's kinda like if if it's kinda like you get it and you get annoyed. And if you don't have it, you be like, mm, something's missing. Something's missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, uh, I'm not a PDA person. So when we're in church and my husband want to do all that arm around you stuff. And like, Sheila, not here. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah. Just the, now you made me think he tries yeah. to tongue you down in the, in yes! front of the I thought he was in the parking lot trying Arm to get around you, girl. Here now, Lord, he ain't trying to grab your booty in front of the pastor or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got real tears right now. <laughs> I guess my definition of PDA is so. <laughs> well, my PDA is different. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm trying to. No distractions. We don't need any distractions. I understand. Okay, girl. I thought she said like leg on the thigh, something. Yeah, like yeah, like. (laughs) You are funny. So that that tells you something. It does. (laughs) Now this is strictly church. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to get off topic because I just have to. Now, how about like the supermarket or something? Or if you're in the movies, it's, that's okay? Uh-huh. Or no, still. Still back on up. Like, he... Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just... we can, well, you can hold hands. And, you know. But so it was a privilege to have you both on the dance floor for his birthday party, is what you're saying? Yeah. We were made to do that. We were made. Everybody kept saying, you got to have one dance. You got to have one dance. So you appeased us all. Yeah. And y'all did a great job. You did. You look so sweet (laughs) out there. (laughs) You're so funny, Sheila. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I guess the only thing I want to mention is that I remember I was younger maybe I was like in middle school you know we're like 17 years apart so I don't know maybe you're like in your late 20s at that point and I was just like I feel like I was just kind of hounding you in the conversation and I was like you don't have a kid why don't you have a kid 
And then you kind of shut me up by saying, not every woman can have kids. And I was like, oh, well. And then, like, after that point, I guess that kind of, like, stuck with me because it made me, like, not question other people or question what they're trying to do. Because there are people who are uh, maybe trying, but they can't. Or there are people who, they don't, that's just not their thing. They don't want to, so leave them alone about it. Right. So a lot of people don't know, like, not to hound or not to, like, not ask people. Like, especially if you don't know them like that. Like, yeah. about them having kids. Yeah. I never understood that. Especially when people go get married. It's like, when you're having babies, chill out. Jesus Christ. They just signed a marriage certificate. Why is you in her uterus? It's Why are you wet. so concerned? The ink is still wet. I mean, <laughs> can you leave them alone? Why are you so worried about them having children? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why people... Well, you, you are people. I guess I'd be talking about you. But I... <laughs> I'm <laughs> just trying to... <laughs> oh, God. I'm just trying to figure out, like, why people are just so concerned about having the kids. I always tell... Michelle asked me about it, and I just be like, I just don't think it's for me. And I'm just like, another, a big factor for us is that we live, I guess, four and a half hours from you. And then from EJ's mom, we're like six hours. So we're just like, I mean, when we ready to get out of here and drop this baby off at somebody's house, like, where we going to go? Correct. What we going to do? And I know for you, Michelle, that was a big thing, like having that support because, you know, for us, for one, our family is old, older, so like we, that was a concern of yours having that support of having some way to somewhere to drop her off when you go to work because you work full time, your husband works full time. Um, maybe you want to do things for you know holidays or birthdays. Like where are you gonna take this kid? Because you sometimes you want a break. Yeah. So as far as the babysitter, it worked out. Um, People would always tell me, don't worry about it. It's going to work. It works out. Sometimes it don't work out. But it did work out as far as the babysitter. You know, um, we had one, Miss Maxine, which I liked. And for the reasons that you know, we had to let her go. Um, but she was awesome. I mean, Callie was washed and ready to go. And I mean, she did everything. It was just one little mishap. That wouldn't do with Callie. Didn't have anything to do with her. Um, and then we got Miss uh, Bunch, and Callie still goes to Miss Bunch. She she don't have to, but she does. She loves Miss. Miss Bunch said that's a grandbaby. So it, it I I think, and I don't. I'm not saying this for y'all to you know do what you know to do, but to God works things out for for well for us. He works things out for us and um like I said she and I think with you um Jawanda I just I want to make sure that I don't want you to to have to go through what I had to go through is when I I wanted it that and when I wanted it didn't happen because it was it was a lot and it was our inner struggle because people, you don't want to just, once you tell people you're trying, then they just watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them, all that. You know, so we kind of just was doing it ourselves, um, not yeah. telling people, you know, 
So it's kind of our, our real struggle. But I just don't want you to want it and it don't happen. And I pray when it, if you do want it, it happens. But it, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I don't think I really think about um, like the whole process of getting pregnant and being pregnant. It's my thing of like after. Like, you know, this is for life, for life. Like, I have to worry about you for the rest of my life. And who, like, how am I supposed to sleep? Where you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you have to let all these things go, darling. Uh, sacrifice for as soon as you conceive, bro. Like, I'm just trying to get through it because my mama con- consistently told my brother and I every one of our birthdays, yes. Today's the day at 8.30 p.m. on Friday, March 1st. 8.30 a.m. Friday, March 1st. I was at death's door to deliver you into this world every goddamn birthday. And said the same thing about Doug. June 1st, 9.30 p.m., okay? At death's door to bring you into this world, okay? To welcome you. So here I am, worried about my dial the damn table. I'm worried about getting through the pregnancy. We'll deal with all that. That rest of our life later. Because mm-hmm. I just hope you turn into a good person. I hope I don't F you up. That's what I, I mean, it's about. the tearing of the vagina. <gasps> you can do every You can do every single thing right. And the, and the, the child may grow up totally different. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you did. What that's just how they are. Killer. Right. It's like you can have five kids, same household, and they're you know all saying? totally different. So, so I'm gonna say this. Mother, for me, motherhood is is it's an honor. It's not easy. God knows it. And especially when she was little, my my husband was awesome because he would help with me when she wake up and all that kind of stuff. And so, if you have that person, you you're awesome um, to have that. But it gives it, you're 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 doing your. Not everyone is is a good parent. We know that. And not everyone is an intentional parent. But I try to be an intentional parent. And I try to pour things into her. I try to give her what she may need for life um, as a woman, but also as a African-American or Black woman, however you want to say um, I try to do that because um, I remember my grandmother, um, when I went off to college, she told me that. I have, she said, now look, you have two things against you. You're a woman and you're a black woman. So you don't get many chances. You got to do it right. And she wanted me to know when I go off to college to do what I need to do because what works for some people may not work for me. Life is not the same um, in life. But you can, you still successful. You can still be happy. You can still get what you want. You just have to realize that the way you do it has to be a little more straighter than sometimes the way other people do. It. That's how that's how it, it is. So I don't want her to be nervous in life, but I want her to know what's out there, and I want her to be able to handle it. So not that I'm advertising this book. But we're reading this Asia Wilson book. Mm. And it's okay. awesome. It is awesome. Um, Dear Black Girls. So she's writing this letter on different sections, telling them how she handled it. And her first experience, you know, when she was 
invited to this birthday party by her friend, you know, at this private school and how the friend said, you know, you had to sleep outside because it's a slumber party, but you had to sleep outside because my daddy don't like black people. Um, so it, it, every chapter tells how she dealt with it or like you're not alone because there, there's experiences that you're going to have. Um, so I try to be intentional because you never know who you're raising. Yeah, that's true. Obama's mom did not know who she was raising. I mean, Martin Luther King, yeah. Gail King. I mean, you don't know who you're raising. So all you can do is do your best. And if you do your best, and sometimes the, the kids in bad environments turn out to be great kids. There's just no formula. There's no formula. You can't be hard. I'm trying not to be hard on myself, um, but you just you just do the best you can. But it's just something to be able to say that you have put something out there in the world. Hopefully, it'll be a good product. I'm praying. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's a good way to end it, guys. Do you yeah. anybody have any more questions or anything else? No, my heart is full. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm glad I had it with you, Sheila. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Someone I trust who's just like calm about it. Very real. I love it. Thank you. You are welcome. You guys are welcome. I love each and every one of you. All right, Monique, keep me posted. I'm very happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. Constant, okay. keep me posted. Uh, oh, okay. It's coming. All right. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> All right, friend. <laughs> <laughs> she about killed me dead with that PDA comment. I would have read your arm. She said. Put your arm around me in church. Here I was thinking Jim was trying to like kiss her in the mouth or something in the middle of the sermon. He's like, no, put his arm around you. <laughs> <clears throat> That's hilarious. Hilaire. We whining today. I don't feel like we should on this one. Okay. So we don't want to whine. I don't really think I have anything really to whine about at this point. Me neither. Um, this whole week has been kind of a blur for me. So Same. I guess we ain't got nothing else to talk about. I was supposed to be doing homework and my friend done text me. Some of some she home and that was an hour ago. Oh, oh damn. She probably done <clears throat> eat and sleep by now. I hope so because I ain't responding. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a great conversation. Yeah. I didn't, I guess I need to be seeing an endocrinologist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought the GYN was primary as far as like completing the initial like request and info for starting the process. So that's good to know. You learn so much from people in the medical field who aren't willing to be real with you. <laughs> right. Don't give me the medical terminology you learned in school. Tell me, give me the latest terms. How, what, what does it mean, sir? Correct. So yeah. I think I'm going to try to find me a black woman, GYN. And there's two or three that's <clears throat> recommend, highly recommended where I'm at. So 
I'm gonna try to get in with them. Yeah, I think that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They uh, hopefully they see themselves in you, so they want to give you the best care that they can. Right. Yeah. And I guess yeah. I don't know if I need to give the disclaimer, but for those who don't know, an endocrinologist is just a a doctor who specializes in the endocrine system, which is mostly like diabetes. So I guess I'll say that as well. Yes, some people don't know what that is. Just in case you don't know. (laughs) Right. All right. Well, if you guys want to join in on the conversation or talk to us or have any questions, um, you can hit us up, unestablishedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on uh, Instagram, Unestablished Podcast. We have a TikTok. I don't know what's really happening with that. Um, but yeah, Instagram, hit us up. Yes. Use that. Mm-hmm. We can and and uh, stay connected for Wine and with Wine Wednesday. We got two people that responded and I'm about to reply. So shout oh, out I to them. Wine what? Wine Wednesday. Yeah. Me neither. We're trying to be back. more consistent, people. We back, baby. Did you see the video? <laughs> I did. did you the people that? love the video, so we yeah, got girl. to. We got to so keep much. it going. Yeah, yeah you got to teach us how to do that. it, so we can keep it going. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should sure hopefully can. make your life a little easier. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. we've been having some bomb. If you if you ain't been listening to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> In 2024, you needs to get on board because we have renewed energy. And if I must say so, my damn self, these episodes have been popping. Okay? They have been. They have been. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let me go eat so I can give y'all another one two weeks from now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers. 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 Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know what? What I am mad is that y'all was like, oh, y'all are just alike. But you are, though. It's but you are. I wild. mean, wild, bitch. And I really was actually trying to admit to tell her, like, we said she didn't think she had a nurturing bone. I'm like, she referred to her as your mom all the time. I don't know where she got that from. Mm, did you? I, was, I was their test kid. You know how they right. say the first kid is like your test kid? Are similar, ma'am. No PDA, no kissing and affection. Look in the medical field. I mean, it's me. What's so funny is that my great aunt, um, we will call her. Thank you for joining us this week on Unestablished. Be sure to catch us every week and don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all podcast platforms. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, peace and love.